so like you know i moved the last couple months to uh to burbank mm-hmm. and uh it's been it's taken me months to do this it's like <laughs> it i mean yeah that's moving yeah it's a it's a it's a shift like you just genuinely change the transparency st- filter on yourself and then you fade away and then suddenly you reappear in the next the titan the or sorry the tectonic plates of your life mm-hmm. must <laughs> must rub together and and disturb everything around them yes yeah you just slowly shift and move and uh there's like several nights usually on a thursday or friday you know mm-hmm. um i don't know what to call that horn other than like the Mexican car horn? Like, what did you oh, call the... I know exactly uh, what horn you're talking oh, the, about. the La, La like, Cucaracha the Cucaracha horn. horn. It is the Cucaracha, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the Cucaracha. And it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You hear it all the time in LA, particularly, for sure. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's in most, most cities, but... Cool. Every now and then, it's it's real rare out here, but you'll get a Cucaracha every now and then. A, lo- a lot of food trucks out here, I've noticed, have them. A lot of, okay. like, you know, hey, if they pull up to a construction site, they'll, they'll blast that to let the workers know. It's only goofballs on the East Coast that have it. Oh, see, here it's... Yeah, well, here it's more of a... Uh, a herald be, yeah. be aware of food has arrived <laughs> exactly the feast is in order <laughs> <laughs> it's, it should just be the trumpets from a kingdom just mm-hmm. but it's la cucaracha mm-hmm. i don't know if any mass hole would ever sacrifice the a blaring loud horn in That's favor true. of something that sounds as joyful as la cucaracha yeah it's also never i never hear one that's like painfully loud it's always like oh what a nice little jingle just going on this distance yeah. you just made me think because you said like a painful one i want to get one that sounds like the funeral dirge <laughs> how, have, how have they not worked that into a bad adam's family joke at some point like, why like, isn't gomez's car why isn't that gomez's horn I, that should be Gomez's horn. I mean, actually, that's pretty good because Adam's family jokes are pretty solid. That's a long one, though. You got to sit through the whole damn thing before you get like the point. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'd, I'd, I'd pitch it's like to make the joke even less palpable. It's somehow like in the court of the Crimson King. It's just so it's just like a two minute long car horn. <laughs> oh wait, that's uh, in the Hall of the Mountain King. That's also oh, that's yes. even that's Another even doper. One. That's a yeah. great one. <laughs> that's yeah. when you're that's when you're sneaking around and honking at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got this car horn. It's uh it's the entire Misty Mountain song sung by the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> it has all the harmonies and stuff too. <laughs> That means a such a dope car horn. <laughs> so we, uh, you know, we've been hearing one kind of the same time every night, mm-hmm. and uh, but like look out the window, uh, and we'd we'd see a truck park, but like no markings. It's definitely not a didn't seem like a food truck. Mm-hmm. There'd always be like one person just kind of standing outside, and like we're just like, what's that? What's that about? What's that? What's that? Because it's also it's like a like eleven o'clock at night. Yeah, it was like a little late. She's like, is this like a secret? It's like a secret hookup thing. Also, it wouldn't be secret if you're blasting the the, the car. Cucaracha, yeah. And, and then finally, last night, I was like, I'm gonna go out there and see what it is. Put my mask on, put my my, my sandals, and walked down my PJs. Went down the street. It's just a guy just selling fruit, like <laughs> but like just a fruit, like a whole grocery store. He has like a whole unmarked truck, and like he doesn't have any menus or anything. He was just kind of like sitting there in the seat, and he's like, yeah. What do you want? I'm like, what What do you have? And you started listing off all food items. Did he give you the fruit with the uh, the chili powder on it? Oh, no. But we, we love getting those out here. Oh, they're so I know. fucking like, good. Every time I'm there, I'm like, I got to get the chili it's, powder fruit. We, we unfortunately have not done that as much with the quarantine because it's just like trying to keep that distance makes it a little harder at those those food mm, trucks. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you just got a mobile bodega. Just like. Yeah, yep. it's, that's all it was. It was a mobile bodega. Like he just had like 
lines of, you know, like Takis and Cheetos and snacks and all that stuff. And I'm like, and I just put on the spot, like, I, I don't know. Do you have any mangoes? He's like, yeah, we have mangoes. Like, duh. And, and he was, he was nice about it. Of course. And yeah. I just like, I, I went, I just like walked back into my house, like a block, you know, across the street with a big bag of like the biggest mangoes I've ever fucking gotten for like $2. <laughs> well, it's nice to yeah. know you live in heaven now, Chad. Yeah. I have a magical like fruit man that just like will randomly announce his arrival at the times where I'm probably most likely to be stoned. With and going, the fruit like, bat Yeah. Signal. I'll eat a fucking mango right now. Like it's, it's great. I'm so stoked. Uh, next time you go to the mobile bodega, I, I need you to offer this one the bit Mo-Bega. of punch up. The yeah, Mobega. The Mobega. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this one bit of punch up for him, which uh-huh. is get the horn to play Mambo number five. Oh, and my then God. Mango it's number Bega's, five. Lou Vega's mobile bodega. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You know, it could have been Lubega at the wheel. We don't know what happened to him. And yeah, and he's like, and he's like, I got, I got mangoes. Great. Uh, I, I can't Peaches. think of any other fruits for the Catherine. joke tour. Catherine, <laughs> Sharon. Oh wait, no. Are you selling people here? Oh, this is a different type of truck. Lubega, what have you done? And he just oh. laughs and pulls away. <laughs> what a dark evil Lubega, Jesus. He trapped those girls in the fruit. <laughs> <laughs> He's got little female homunculi in the fruit. <laughs> Somebody trembling, holding a pear. Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a David Lynch like mouth just appears at the side of one of the fruits. I knew you in childhood. Lou Vegas mobile bodega. Hey, Kevin, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us for this Goosebuds, by the way. Welcome to Goosebuds. Oh, welcome to Goosebuds. Whoa. Hey, thanks for having me on this episode of Goosebuds. Where, if, if you don't somehow recognize the lovely uh, tone of Kevin Cole, this is our beloved uh, editor and game designer and good friend, Kevin Cole. Kevin, uh, Kevin, you're normally a voice within the episodes with your silky hands, which you mm-hmm. masterfully weave together episodes of Goosebuds with. Yeah, sometimes sometimes I offer up little corrections mm-hmm. uh, in, in the course of an episode, but yeah. you guys have been really good about fact-checking yourselves, especially about <laughs> uh, uh, 90s juice products uh, and sugar drinks. So, like, I had, like, I had, like, a whole, like, Wikipedia deep dive uh, for, like, one of the episodes where you brought up, like, hugs. Yeah, did you, awesome. did you, uh, did you remember those, Kevin? Because I feel like they're an East Coast thing. Oh yeah, the little lobster top things. Yeah, with the, yeah, the, the oh, squeezers. Oh, well, that's the that's the the Kool Aid squeezer. That's the squeezer. I, I remember hugs, called yeah. Mondo's. Though. Let's start the conversation Mondo's, again. Mondo's are a real thing. I know that, but that's like Mondo was like for me in my mind. Mondo was like the thing that like the cool kids drank. You know, like, oh, that's like, mm-hmm. like that's what like the kids on Malibu Beach. Speaking of this book, what they would drink would be a Mondo. Bro, you want to get the Mondo's and get onto the beach, <laughs> and then we'll do a little flying. But like, <laughs> but this the, we were on the East Coast. We have things to do, and we have <sighs> we have uh, dirges to to honk, and yeah. uh, and we need to get done. We had have to gush the Kool Aid into our bodies and be done with it. Yeah, mm, and that's Dr- and here in the Midwest. We just had those big fruit barrels that we talked about that one time. Yeah, just the hugs. The, the hugs, just the bulk. Here's the juice. Just down it and get back to the mines. A sugar hug. Give your stomach uh-huh. a sugar hug. I mean, I drank a lot of red Kool-Aid in in the day, the tropical. Oh yeah, with, with the blue outside because that's the best. That's the that's the greatest Kool-Aid flavor ever. I always liked green. I really liked green. What? You're a green? I liked green cool. Kool-Aid. Green Kool-Aid was awesome. 
What was that, lime? No, no, hold on. Let me look it up. It was like, I mean, let me see what the flavor of green Kool-Aid was. Because I was green... definitely a grape Kool-Aid guy. Like, that was my... There was green apple, but it wasn't green apple. It was something else. Hmm. I'm were... trying to remember ever being served green Kool-Aid. I think I would have, like, spat in a mom's face if they served me green Kool-Aid. <laughs> this is what... I'm glad I didn't bring me. you over to my house as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> my mom. In her face? <laughs> no, I was a well-behaved boy, but afterwards, after the mom walked away, I've been like, fucking bitch, giving us <laughs> Here, it's kicking kiwi lime, Chad. Is that so bad? Damn. Okay, maybe we just didn't have green. I'm just trying to, like, picture green Kool-Aid. It was great. It had kiwi flavor, dude. Uh, I mean, you don't see, you don't see the kiwi yeah. flavor. No, it was very rare, but it was good. They changed the Skittles. They changed the green skittles. Yeah, it was lime, but now what the hell <laughs> is it, it now? <laughs> no, it's green uh, apple now. It's bullshit. Get out of here. Oh, Get that I wonder trash. if that was like a... Well, after like, you know, Paul, you kind of like broke my brain a little bit this week when we were playing video games. You mentioned that mm -hmm. whatever, uh, what fruit flavorings are made out of like beaver glands. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so maybe, maybe green lime Kool-Aid was made out of like raccoon piss and they had to change it I, if that's the case i love raccoons piss bring me raccoons piss please <laughs> i mean this does look very tasty that that Ooh, guy I sent, the pack, I sent the packet it's it's a it's vacation kool-aid is what it is ah uh, yeah it's tropical you know i have I, I i do remember that i remember the island twists series yes. and they didn't they did not miss on no. island twists island twists were always a hit yeah you know, I got. I'm thinking more about this. I think we were more of like a high sea town. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's a brand, right? And just oh, make that up. Yeah, like no, Ecto Cooler <laughs> and everything. I feel like that yeah, was Ecto, everywhere. Ecto Cooler was big business. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was the cool. That was the cool kid drink. Then that's what like I we had the Kool Aid twists, the Kool Aid Island twist, kiwi lime. Because I think I told my mom. Because we wouldn't buy the individuals of High C because they were too expensive. You could get the Kool-Aid packets oh, much cheaper, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, mm. And I remember being like, Mom, I want Ecto Cooler. I want that. And then she, <laughs> and I was like, she's like, well, what is it? And I'm like, it's green. It's a green one. <laughs> and so she got green. And I drank that, was immediately disappointed. But then I was like, actually pretty good. And then we just kept going mm -hmm. with it, you know? I'll go out on a limb and say that Hawaiian Punch had the best or most scarring commercials because they had, like, that weird kid with, like, the moose head. Oh, yeah. I don't remember and that. He'd punch you. He'd literally punch you in the face. What? He's, he's, yeah, he's burned into my brain. I don't remember this kid. He's an assaulter? Yeah, he's, like, the Noid or something. <laughs> like, that kind of idea. Whereas the Kool-Aid man would just inflict property damage. The Hawaiian Punch Kid was all about just bloodying your nose. Right. Kool-Aid yeah. man <laughs> was a cool anarchist. Yeah. He wanted to dismantle the, the system. He wants to bring down the system. He's not a part of your system. <laughs> High Sea High Beast was a was a was a white supremacist. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't know if I ever saw High C, which means yes, white supremacy was lurking underneath all the time, without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, like the the Silver Surfer from the Capri Sun commercials, yeah. the, that that it turns out men's rights activist. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's it's funny you think Silver Surfer. I always thought like, oh, they turn into Alex Mack. Okay. Oh yeah they, yeah yeah. It's just Alex Mack, but I guess you turn into yeah, you just do fly. 
right? You just kind of yeah. like the the new thing was you just get to zip around like a mercury liquid. You you get the you are allowed to zip around as a mercury liquid, liquid, but you also have to be involuntarily celibate as well. <laughs> Uh, Capri Suns go in their own way, right? Like that. <laughs> Has anyone watched Alex Mack? It's like no. I, does it lately? hold up? I I rewatch Pete and Pete like every year. So that nice it holds up really well. Still incredible. Yeah, yeah. We should do an. Oh my god, let's do an episode of that for this show. I would love to. Do we do the oh. Mister Swirly's missing episode? Because that's the legendary oh my one to god. Me. I would love to do a Pete and Pete episode if I yeah. can, if I can come on for that. Yeah, I think we should put it to vote on Patreon. But my so I yeah. think. We each bring our choice. I really would love to do the one where they try to stay up all night. That was always my favorite one. That's a great one. Um, Orange Lazarus is an amazing episode. Orange Lazarus. I'm That's a season that. two episode. So Orange Lazarus is about uh, a frozen, uh, like a frozen Slurpee drink that. Uh, it's totally like, Orange Julius, isn't it? It gives you like a euphoric sense of purpose and ability. Uh-huh. And. And it's it, one can overdose on the orange Lazarus. It's oh, I remember amazing. that one. Yes. I'm assuming this. I'm assuming that's a little Pete plot. That feels more like a little yes. Pete than a big uh, Pete. It's it's shared between the brothers, but little Pete is sort of brought in as a ringer for his trash talking. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. I like that one. The, the two the the ones that stick the most in my mind besides Mister Swirly being missing is the Mister Swirly being missing was like in my mind was a very special episode. Yeah, that yeah. was like the finale somehow in my yeah. mind. That was like you you gotta find Mister Swirly and that'll save the day. But yeah. the other ones were the Pete little Pete gets like some sort of presidential cereal stuck in his nose. <laughs> yes, and the, I remember and, that. Yes, and the the heat wave like makes everything so hot that they're like throwing like. I remember like uh, stop signs on the ground so they can get around everywhere. So it was like the floor is lava. Yeah. The world becomes the floor is lava. Wow. I don't remember yeah. that one. That one's cool. The the first episode of season one is uh, a, the road trip one where mm-hmm. like they they find a, a more perfect family on the road and they get into competition with them. I kind of remember that. It's a it's a really good episode. And like, there's so many good Pete and Pete episodes. They're all really good. <laughs> Also, I just found this out like this year. That band for Polaris, the yeah. theme song, like made for that show. I think, yeah, yes, like they, yeah. they weren't, they weren't. A, I just always kind of assume, like, yeah, I bet if you're in California, you can just see Polaris play at local clubs. <laughs> no, nope, nope. No. You, I had the CD though, and Waiting for October <laughs> is still a fucking bop. <laughs> Wait, so they had a full album? Yeah, they released. They they, had, they made a full album and they incorporated it into the show. And there's like. There's some really good songs on it. Not kidding. Look up "Waiting for October." It's amazing. All right. Okay. Okay. I love that. You know, we kind of we kind of danced around a, a good segue about this book, by the way, with the Capri Sun kids flying through the sky in California. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. But we should we talk should about probably... flying kids. I bet you Orange Lazarus will teach you how to fly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. No, it gives you some sort of powers, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, the fuck the. The magical ingredient in this book was just Kool-Aid powder. Holy shit. Let's <laughs> oh talk my about god, that. you're ready to pack it. <laughs> oh my god, it is. It was an island twist packet. <laughs> Chad, you blew I'm... the thing wide open. <laughs> okay, real quick, real quick. Yeah, please, Paul, lay the groundwork. Least scary goosebumps book of all yeah. time. Uh... Um, I, I think they're I think yes, this is a this is a fantasy story. Yeah, but there are scary elements to it. 
And especially if you're afraid of heights. Yeah. It, yes. Okay. Yes. I thought about that. And that, I, but he doesn't play, he doesn't ever play that for scares. Here's what I'll say. The only thing that is terrifying about this is if you're afraid of faint. That's what's scary about this. <laughs> well, I mean, there are a lot. There are a lot of little fears in this, like fear of crowds, fear of the military, yeah. Yeah. fear mm-hmm. of your dog flying into the sun. Yeah, mm-hmm. these, are all, these are all things. Like, I, as someone who has a claustrophobia of crowds, this is actually like that last third of this book. I was like, oh no, yeah, he's getting yeah. he's getting squashed, and there's like mobs coming in, and they haven't set up like guards for him yet. This is a some serious claustrophobia at the some end. serious claustrophobia. But you're right; it's it's probably the least j- meant to be scary. There's one like truly like Halloween horror type, you know, thing like one like scary scary movie type scene. And it's not even that scary. Uh, okay, yes, but I kind of thought this book was awesome. You're going to go to yeah. bat for this book? Okay, here's oh, the- Kevin, I am all about this book. This yeah. is great. Wow, okay, it had, guys. Okay. It had themes. Uh, it had characters. It paid off what it sets up in the beginning of the book. Yeah, it had character <laughs> development. Like, it had... Uh, like it, it had an ending where everyone kind of got what they wanted in a non-hokey way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I I don't know. It felt definitely autobiographical, and we'll get into oh, that. Oh, without a doubt, I definitely made note of a couple. <laughs> Wait, uh, yeah. I, okay, I want to hear this theory. This is awesome. I had not connected dots to that. Okay, uh, okay. Well, first off, this is a story about Jack Johnson. Yes, the yeah, singer songwriter yeah. <laughs> Jack yeah. Johnson. Yes. Curious George soundtrack writer Jack Johnson. <laughs> let, let let's introduce the dramatis personae. Yes, yes. So our, our main boy, our number one boy is Jack, Jack Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, and he's menaced by Wilson Schlam. Wilson Wilson Schlam, who is name dropped in the first sentence, and it's incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Goddamn Germans. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's taken over everything. He blitzkrieg the first sentence. <laughs> I like how I like how the first uh uh chapter is just here are the characters. And yeah. we never we, we only get one curveball of a new character, and that's Ray. Uh, yes. but uh, Jack's friends are Ray and Ethan, who are just friends, and they're just there to be in the crowd and be like, give us a little bit of like reason to care about other kids yeah and then there's mia who is the who according to jack is the cutest girl in school Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and she uh, like attempts to be a voice of wisdom but essentially she's just a prize to be one yeah (laughs) i was a little weird that mia this whole time is just kind of a a prop like yeah even if we could jump ahead for a second even when the the secret of learning to fly starts to go around. I think there's a point where Mia's like, could you teach me to fly? And, he, and, and he's like, and I didn't want he, to do yeah. it. He's like, you can't handle it, Mia. <laughs> and Mia's like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I guess I'll just go back to just being a normal basic person. I'll just be over here waiting for you to win my heart. Like, or whatever. Yeah, I'll just be a, I'll just be a love interest for you that understands that flying is possible, but is denied it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of that kind of bummed me out that Mia doesn't get to play along in the yeah. world. The ingrained toxic masculinity in Jack. Oh my god! Al- he he needs to be he needs to be more special than the people he loves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll argue, like he might have some unexplained feelings for Wilson as well. There's That's a love triangle oh. situation here. They're all in love with each other without yeah. a doubt. Interesting. There's a there's a thruple thing going there's on. There's 100% here. a thruple thing going. Cuz yeah. as you're saying that Kevin, I don't I don't disagree. I was as I was reading it like feeling like oh man, this is every this is every friendship I ever had. Like all of my <laughs> mm. but maybe I was in love with my best friends. This but, like, book I, this book yeah. is is 
wild things, but there's two boys, one girl, <laughs> and there's flying in it. I only remember a couple certain scenes from Wild Things. I get you can guess which ones. I'm just trying to remember like how it ties into it. <laughs> how I learned Shit. to fly. <laughs> it's just the, it's the thruple situation. <laughs> Real quick, we got to set up these characters. <laughs> Jack Jack is a boy. Jack is a boy who uh, describes himself as a purposeful loser. Yeah. No. He lets his dog win. He in lets wrestling. his dog beat him in wrestling. <laughs> That's, okay, there's some legit funny fucking lines in this book. That shit, like, that shit made me laugh. Yeah, I think if R.L. Stein was allowed, I, I and I do think it's him writing this one. Agreed. I don't. One hundred percent. I don't think it's a ghostwriter on this one. Yeah, mm. this is an R.L. original. I think if he was like allowed to branch out and try different genres, like maybe he wouldn't have so many throwaway books. But it's called Goosebumps. You gotta have the scares. <laughs> yeah. Gotta stay on brand. Hey, you know what gives you Goosebumps? Being high up in the air. That's gonna give you, get you cold. That's scary. <laughs> Looking down at little ant people. Very scary. Uh-huh. Yep. yep. And cold. You're right. And the depressurization. Uh, <laughs> uh, he. This one is a Twilight Zone episode. And it's also fucking mm-hmm. goofy mm-hmm. as hell. Like, yeah, it's yes. goofy okay. as all hell. And yeah. I think that's what, uh, Kevin, that's why I agree. This is 100% definitely, RL did not have anyone even like write like a draft for him. This was pure RL. Yeah, this is almost cartoonish in how uh, how much it kicks the shit out of Jack. Mm-hmm. Like emotionally, family-wise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, physically, often. There's oh like, boy we're gonna we're gonna go through it. There's, there's a little bit of like making fun of maybe not maybe just me just being defensive. There's a little bit of making fun of California in it too because it's like takes place in Malibu. I got the uh, sense yes yeah. I got the sense that RL uh, was spending some time in LA because he was ah. probably rich and famous at this point. Yeah, and uh, was maybe kind of poking a little bit of fun with his midwestern uh, sensibilities. This is his Weezer Beverly Hills. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought I thought it was an interesting setting. Uh, maybe not. Maybe he didn't do the most with it. He mentions mudslides at one point, but that seems sort of like a Wikipedia level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there was there was one where like Wilson early on to because Wilson is impressed trying to constantly impress Mia over Jack. Both of these boys trying to win this mm. girl over, and she like, and all she does the whole time is say that both of them are impressive and lets both of them know that they're doing a great job. And they'll neither of them will accept that, and they must continue their yeah. their masculine fight. Uh huh. Also, yeah, Mia's just like getting free shit and attention. So I mean, she's just kind of like happy to let the system go as it is. I guess she's but. a sweetheart. Right? Mia is a sweetheart, and it doesn't. Neither of these people deserve her. Oh, no, that's oh, probably true. yeah. I will. I will defend Mia as a person. Uh, I, I just think as a character. Oh yeah, totally, <laughs> absolutely, totally. Like yeah, Mia. Mia deserves the world because she is so oblivious and sweet and understanding. She's great. Yeah, yeah. No, she is very much. And I was going to call it the point where Wilson. It's like her, Mia's birthday, and she does seem really sweet because uh, they're playing Twister. This is early on in the book, so this is kind of like yeah. playing out the plot. Uh, they're playing Twister, which I'm like, that is too PG-13 Very for sexual. a kid's birthday yeah. party. Mm-hmm. Also, like, I feel like as a kid, this is maybe too behind the curtain, like, 
I feel like I was always hoping we'd play Twister at a party because of how fucking sexual it was. <laughs> totally, right? yeah. But no, we're not. We're going to watch Five Goes West or something. We're not going to play Twister. You never know. And like, you're playing Twister, you might slip and touch a boob, you know? Yeah. Like, who knows? Yeah. You never know. It's not your fault. It's the game's fault. The other thing we should mention is that Wilson has like a supernatural ability to one-up Jack. Yeah. So much so that his dog... <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. The dog's name yeah. is Terminator. Uh-huh. Has, uh huh. Uh, Jack's dog is, of course, named Morty. The the lamest name for anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, Terminator has been trained to spin the Twister. Dial. Yeah, that was, was incredible. insane. I I well, because like Wilson, the very beginning seems like the to pull from the friend I always had. The dude who lies all the time. Yeah. My dad works at Nintendo. Yes, exactly. Ones you up constantly. Pluses No you matter up. what. Yeah. Always is like, my thing can do better. My dad's better. Yeah. You know, always doing that stuff. And in the beginning of the book, they, uh, after having a crazy bike race, um, uh-huh. where yep. they, and where they also have this uh, extreme uh, materialistic uh, show off session in front of Mia about their bike. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're, they're both their dogs show up. They live across the street from each other. Morty shows up. And I think, what is Morty's uh, ability? Because he says he taught Morty to do something. Like, Oh, see, it was so unimpressive. I don't even remember. It's very yeah. unimpressive. And then... And then, and then Termi- Terminator shows up and, like, juggles or paints a picture or something. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, he's like, he's I remember like, he says, I, te- I taught him to pick up the phone. Yeah. that's yeah. Exactly, And to answer the phone. Exactly. And, like, we, oh, think, he- that's a, we think that's braggadocio. But apparently <laughs> not. Because, Kevin, as you said, this dog can play play fucking games and understands how to do the twister spinner so here here begins my theory that terminator is a demon okay <laughs> okay <laughs> terminator was at the party and set the, yep. mo- the the stage and set the plan into motion <laughs> that got him that book yeah and uh you know jack uh big plot point but jack rips his pants at the party uh-huh that was terminator attempting to eviscerate uh, Jack, but Wilson was like, "No, Terminator, no, not now. No, I'll fulfill the blood oath." <laughs> that's that's where he was sending a silent curse, trying to split <laughs> his heart, and he's just like, "Okay, fine, I'll pull back the spell." Wilson's side of the story is just trying to prevent his demon familiar from <laughs> nuking his friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, Wilson is a bit of a sociopath, I think. I, 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 so I'm okay. No. I follow that. No, see, Wilson just really wants to have a special relationship with Morty, and this is the only way he can express it, mm-hmm. because things are not going well at home. He needed to summon a demon in order to make things better. <laughs> he prayed one night. He's like, God, I just wish I, I, I keep trying to impress Morty. It's He's who I really care about. And then suddenly Wait, Morty the or, or Jack? Are we talking about Morty or Jack? Jack. Oh, Jack, Jack. Sorry. I mean, yeah, what's the difference, really, though? Right. right. <laughs> but no, Wilson doesn't seem to really care about Mia out of the context of he's trying to one-up Jack all the time. Interesting. That's an interesting interpretation. I like that. I, I bet I bet Wilson goes home and is like, I did all this stuff and he still he still doesn't seem to like me. Like <laughs> I just want to show him how cool I am and I even beat him on my rad mountain bike and he still didn't he still seems so mad. Why doesn't he like me? When I heard he was getting a bike, I got a bike too, and like that really set my family back, and then I had to get this demon. <laughs> I had to make a deal with this demon to get that bike. <laughs> Soldier's soul for a, a huffy. And he tr- he tried to take what I love most from me, 
Jack at that party, but I had to stop his rend, rend spirit spell. <laughs> the meanwhile, meanwhile Terminator is just psychically too. He's like, do it, Wilson. Kill him. Rip his heart out and take his power as your own. No, no, Terminator. Not now. It's time to pay your loan back, Wilson. <laughs> There, there was a moment, Kevin. You're talking about like the. I love this, this, this theory. I think it's great. It's. Right, it's are you going to talk now. about the cat in the tree? Well, the cat in the uh, tree. Yeah, actually, the cat in the tree. We should talk about the cat in the tree. I was going to say like, there's a point in this book, like around the time of the bikes, where I'm like, you guys all, you seem to have all of the same hobbies. Like, you guys should be best friends. Yeah. Like, right. if you'd stop this competing, this toxic masculinity, you guys could be the best of friends. Yeah, if Wilson just had avenues to understand his feelings better, mm-hmm. then then maybe he and Jack could get something going. Uh-huh. Jack seems a little oblivious to the whole thing, although I think he also probably has some. Again, it's a thruple situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Paul, you brought up the, uh, I was a little scared for that cat that scene. We Me too! About the- it was a terrifying scene. So that's the scariest scene in the, in the whole book. Uh, yeah, poor Olive. Olive, the cat, gets caught in a tree <laughs> after they have their, after they have their uh, bike race. After their dogs fight and Terminator flings Morty through the air, <laughs> oh, yeah. it is described as ter- as Terminator yeah. with a flick of his paw flinging Morty across the sky, and then and I think picking it back up and pinning it back down. Oh, dude, there was there was a description of the next sentence. I forgot I saved that. It was it seemed to describe that Terminator batted Morty, which means like it's either a big dog or a super strong dog. I don't mm-hmm. know if they were saying what yeah. it was. Hits the dog so hard it goes flying in the air <laughs> and is able to run across the yard and hit, like, juggle yeah. Morty. He's able to combo Morty before he hits the ground and air uh-huh. juggle him. That's insane. I pictured that little Smash Brothers home run bat sound, like, ping! <laughs> <laughs> Just goes off into the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but how, all right, so Olive is, a, is an adorable name for a kitten. Yes, it but is. how many shaken, not stirred martinis do you have to have? Oh, before, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before you name your cat Olive. Yeah, you're living in Malibu, <laughs> you're living in a beautiful Malibu, and you got your cat named Olive. Well, it's like a sweet old lady, right? So maybe she was like a young, 19, she's the 1940s, she was a partier or something, right? It was like yeah. old, old lady Crenshaw, or whatever her it's, name it's was. It's Martha Stewart, let's be real. It was a stand-in for Martha Stewart. We all <laughs> yeah. knew. That that's what this was supposed to be. We know what this You're, is. So Olive gets caught in the tree. Yeah. And, and in their in their in their uh, pursuit of of love for each other, yep. Jack and Wilson, they decide that they're going to run into the tree and save it. And and Wilson and is loses the foot race. Jack jumps onto the tree and ha- and forces Wilson to to lift him up. He tries to climb yep. out on the branch, falls. Falls yes. into Wilson's arms. Into his yeah. arms in a very yaoi, bishonen, sundari, <laughs> all of the words for these two dudes got something going on. They yeah. really do. They really do. But then even better is he catches him lovingly in his yes. arms and then drops him onto the concrete ground after he after he's caught him once. But he's, that's the sundari part. But he sustained yes. damage. In in that, like he yes. like he he said like he pre- he broke his finger like oh yeah he, he displays mm-hmm. his like broken swollen finger to Mia and she's like neat <laughs> <laughs> please continue to batter your bodies more for my entertainment yes. <laughs> you go queen 
<laughs> so Wilson gets the cat. But yeah, there's like, that funny. whole time this is happening, I think there's just a random cut to where like the old woman is like, no, Olive! And like it describes Olive like hanging on by a claw. By one paw, yeah. Like, like, I the mean, ha- like the hang in there poster. It's like yeah, doing the, the hang, hang in, there, in there. I mean, the cat will probably be fine, but I definitely felt like, oh no, this cat's just going to eat it while they're paying attention, not paying attention. While they're in love. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I think the real threat is Terminator just absolutely destroying that cat if it yeah. hits the ground. Again, yeah. the demon in the room is <laughs> is the issue. The son of Sam dog. The that son is, of, uh, yes. <laughs> that is Terminator. To, also, to expand out to expand out my mythology, I think Morty is a really ineffective angel that was sent as punishment okay. to watch over Jack. <laughs> These two guardians sent to fight for <laughs> to fight for the heart of these boys. <laughs> so a- after this sequence of, of events, uh, yes, we I, do we I don't think we really learn anything about Jack's life at this point, right? At this well, point, uh, they, they're going to go to the party, right? Right? Is that yeah, the next part? Yeah, they're going to go to the party. But I did want to call out the 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 most interesting dad in the book series so far. Yes, yeah, is probably Jack Johnson's dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah who is an agent who seems to kind of like, this is maybe a very like two inside baseball Hollywood thing, but normally an agent wouldn't represent like all of these types of acts. I don't think mm-hmm. like they, they say that he's like most famous, which I, I did enjoy this detail that his most famous client is a man who plays the conductor on yes. uh, on a train, which on a instantly TV show. I was like, he, Ringo Starr is his exactly. Best I was like, client. George Carlin from Shining Time Station. I had the exact same thought. <laughs> I was like, that's the only famous TV uh, TV conductor. Yep. And his one line is "All aboard," and he says it every week. Every single he's getting a speaking line every week. That's a pretty decent gig. That also yeah. clearly, like, I read that as like that's a hallmark of the show. He probably starts the episode off. You can't. The get show's away with probably that. called "All Aboard." <laughs> Yeah, it probably it probably is. Um, but uh, that's Dad's most famous client. So Dad is constantly driving to different parts of L.A. or yeah. California to look up new talent. And I think one of the funniest ones. Oh my is, god! Oh my god! Is the example of like one of the acts that Dad was going to go see was a <laughs> woman who would perform Beethoven, and yep. by hitting herself on the head, and yep. she hit herself twice and then passed out. And what it just the seemed, fuck was that? It just seemed to be a take. Like I took that as RL as like I think this is what Hollywood acts are like. I think this is what you know the entertainment industry is. is... Chad, is he wrong? No, no. <laughs> well, I mean, this is a world that has the Gong Show, right? Like that yeah, kind sure. of stuff is sure. totally. It's it, uh, America's Got Talent has shown that we will not stop watching people. Who are chosen to also sacrifice themselves on TV for embarrassment? Right. Like, yeah. If it was as quick as striking yourself in the head and falling unconscious, that wouldn't be showmanship. That's why she failed. If it was a prolonged brain damage sort of thing, yeah. Right. She, also, needs, to, she <laughs> needs to sacrifice herself over decades for us. Yeah. yeah. I, I liked that. The didn't mention the dad I was like, so we had to take her to the hospital. It just seemed like he just left. It seemed like he just left the audition or whatever it was, as she just laid unconscious on the floor. Uh, <laughs> But so the well, I'm just remembering to think of the acts from this book because that one was pretty good. There's one with the band that the band that breaks up before he can go and even go there. Mm -hmm. And then another one was like Simon and their amazing needles. Oh yeah, it was a monkey and it had knitting needles, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it described. It was really described. I actually uh, described really well because the quote I wrote down is he can knit a sweater in ten minutes, sleeves and all. As if as if I would not be impressed. 
yeah. if there weren't sleeves yeah. on it. If it was just a sweater vest, I'd be like, just a sweater vest. I'm not. That's that impressive. If a human can do that, yeah. Right? Like, I mean, in this, it, it, he'd be good for the YouTube landscape, I think, because you want at least a 10 minute video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's the perfect time. He was ahead yeah. of his time. That was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you can even get a mid roll ad in there right in the middle of the knitting. <laughs> Before he starts the sleeves, you can get the mid roll ad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I just, I just liked that detail of the dad being kind of like he's out there. He's just looking for the next, the the, the first big gig he can he can get someone that'll be yes. his like money, you know, his cash cow. Yes, uh, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sleep on Simon because okay, maybe it's not interesting to watch someone knit a whole sweater. Although I, I think in ten minutes, probably that's a flurry of activity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but, you, could get, you could do the entire late show circuit probably multiple times. You could. How many sweaters can you pump out of them, and how much can you sell those sweaters for? Like, that's a pretty. That's a pretty <laughs> that's big really, collector. How much? Really how much time is. you got? You know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is there is there a machine we have currently that can shit out a sweater in I ten minutes? I but, don't uh, think probably. So. I'm listening. Yeah, but at this point, probably they. Can, here's that. the real question: Can Simon teach other monkeys how to do this? Because oh then we've got an industry on our hands. I, wait, I, I think I figured out how he does it because he's got like the hand feet, right? So like he can oh, he can four needles. needles. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, he's four needling. The, yeah, Jack's dad is an idiot. He just threw money out the fucking window. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't go check out Simon's act, but he checked out Bash Yourself in the Head Beethoven. No thanks. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Simon. Braintoven. Paintoven. Paintoven. There it is. Uh, so before before uh, Jack goes to Mia's party, there is a line that resonates so much with my high school okay. uh, former self soul, and it goes: "I went to the party, and wouldn't you know it, it ruined my life forever." <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was that was such a great line. I, again, another one of those hilarious lines. I was like, I was like, little do you know, Jack, that that's going to be everything you do in middle school. Little do you know yeah. that there are parties that can ruin your life forever in much less fun ways. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Jack, are you going to realize that you never enjoy parties? This is the first one. Yeah. It's, it begins. <laughs> Holy shit. Hey, I'm going to use the time to say something to anyone listening that that changed my life in college is from the from Paul of Tompkins. Another word mm-hmm. of advice that he got from someone else was, hey, guys listening, guys and girls listening to this, if you're at a party, you can leave whenever you want. Mm-hmm. You can go home. You don't have to stay until three in the morning. If you're tired, oh, totally. If you're not having fun, go home. Enjoy, enjoy, yeah. enjoy your personal time. Do it. Which is, which is why you know, like, have a beer if 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 that's an age appropriate thing for you to do at this party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but before you start that second beer, really think about how long you want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes thirty minutes is all you need to see the people you wanted to talk to and say hi, and then you yep. just go home and play video games. It's pretty great. You don't even have to say goodbye. You can just Irish goodbye. Oh, I love leave. the Irish goodbye. Yeah, if the, if the party's love. if the party's loud enough and swinging enough, you don't have to say anything. You can just you can yeah. just dip out. Poof. I started gone. I started doing in college like a half Irish goodbye, which was like the I'm just gonna call it the Scottish goodbye, which is <laughs> you you don't say goodbye to everyone. Like you don't go around the party and say you're out because it's just that's fucking weird. People are in conversations that always threw off. What you do is you just start walking towards the door. You won't stop. And you start going bye bye goodbye everyone. I'm leaving goodbye. Like you just say it out loud to the air. All right, yeah. And people who want to say bye could say bye, but there's no pressure. And then you're just like I'm out. 
You, you let the room. You let the room yeah. know that you're leaving. Yeah, that's yeah. How, yeah, that was my go-to move, and I was clearly so popular in college. <laughs> Little did I know that that college party would ruin my life, Chad <laughs> Kwan, forever. <laughs> so they're at this party. They're playing Twister. No, hold and... on. Before they even get the Twister, can I just point out that fucking Wilson shows up? They're blowing up balloons, long, yep. long thin <laughs> balloons. Yeah. They're blowing yeah. these balloons up, and Wilson walks into the room, big dick swinging, and fucking starts grabbing balloons and making exquisite balloon creatures. Also, they, yes. they weren't long, but you need certain balloons for that. I'm pretty sure. He, he made a balloon representation of their gym and teacher. everyone recognized it right yeah. away. Uh-huh. It's that good. It was that much of an Uncanny. Not to say nothing of the chicken, which, quote... Everyone went crazy over that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it was his final piece, too. That's what he ended the show with. That was his showstopper. It, w- it was uh-huh. the showstopper. Jack's dad should be booking Wilson. <laughs> I I know. You're actually, you're right. Wilson has, like, at some point, I thought there was going to be revealed that Wilson was, like, an alien. Because he is just supernaturally good at everything. Yep. Just demon. Dude, j- just his demon. dog is a demon. He's got demon. The dog- the dog feeds him dark powers in exchange for the blood of his loved ones. <laughs> That's why he has to keep hurting Jack. Jack is the only person he loves, but he has to keep hurting him to harvest his blood. Uh, to yeah. keep- You'd never hear anything about Wilson's parents because they're dead and he lives by himself with the <laughs> demon in their house. I also, I think it's a good detail because they don't really say exactly how old these kids are. So I was picturing like 10 or 12. Yeah. But, or maybe older, that... That that RL's version of what kids do at a party is, you know, we're just blowing balloons and throwing them around. And, like, maybe that's what kids did at parties, but that feels such a, like, I, I don't know. They're children. Well, they like colorful orbs. Mm-hmm. We didn't just kick around colorful orbs. We, like, compared them, bounced them, talked about <laughs> other colorful orbs that we had seen. Yeah, that's right. Because you had, you had the memory, the spatial memory to remember the previous balloons you had seen. Your other balloons that you loved in your life, yeah. <laughs> to talk about how atmospheric pressure has lessened some of the orbs. Listen, Kevin, you went to some rad kid parties. I'm just saying, it's not it's not as simple as RL thinks it is. I'm yeah, with the yeah. It, he felt, it felt like a very like infantile version of what he thinks kids do at parties. I all. don't know. Yeah. I always threw just wads of balloon in the air and then giggled and slapped them with my hands, and that was the whole party. <laughs> Just spiking them into the ground. <laughs> well, the that's my 30 minutes. See you guys later. <laughs> <sighs> so Wilson shows up and does a tight 10 minutes a of tight balloon, 10 balloon humor. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, and then I think they go into Twister. Again, don't let your kids play Twister. There's a reason why. Yeah, that don't. Really it's too, they're too young. They're they too play young. Twister. He rips his pants. Luckily, uh, Mia's stepmom gives him another pair of pants that belongs to her brother. Uh, yep. And they then sit down for lunch to eat hot dogs, and I don't know. I, I'm assuming so. They all they all have hot dogs, right? This is insane. This book's insane. Yeah, they all have yep. hot dogs, normal sized hot dogs. But Wilson yep. pulls out a foot long prop <laughs> hot dog. Yeah, and he goes, "Mine's way bigger. Check this out." Like, just he, they have a literal dick measuring contest. <laughs> yes, there's a text dick measuring contest in this we didn't make this up there's they compare hot dog lengths yeah at this part and then wilson like gobbles it down so, again that's the that's the sexual tension yeah right in front of right in front he of eats jack a foot long hot dog in two bites like popeye or some shit 
<laughs> he opens his gullet and just sword swallows the footlong yes. hot dog. Uh, and and it, I'm pretty sure there's a left a cutout line in the version we read, but in the original version, it's he maintained eye contact with Jack the entire time <laughs> he ate it. So, so I guess this is the that may have happened before the pants rip. All I remember is like Jack runs out of the house, right? Like mm-hmm. Jack oh, is embarrassed. Yeah, the final the final one upsmanship is uh, Jack's present to Mia oh, is right. a mm-hmm. purple rose CD, and uh, uh, Wilson's present to Mia is tickets to a purple rose concert yeah, at, at the Hollywood Bowl front row. Which the moment of the book where I, I did the Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen meme uh-huh. is is <laughs> me going like, "Oh, I know where that is. I used to live down the street from that Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> Very cool venue." Front row seats, expensive tickets are those crazy expensive. The Hollywood Bowl is like a twenty thousand person venue. It's like an outdoor venue. Demons, Uh, demons. If you want, hey, listen. If you want to know what it is for reference on Netflix, there's Python at the Bowl. You can watch my Python perform live scats. Oh hell yeah! Up, but you know it's pretty fun. If Jack had only stuck around. He would have seen there were three tickets and then all. Oh my god! Uh-huh. Secretly, <laughs> well, he said there was two, and Wilson's like, "No, no, it's not for you, me. I just want you to know about them. It's for me and Jack. <laughs> we're gonna bootleg it for you and let you see the tape." But that's I, even you cooler. know the fact that we don't know what Wilson's parents do. At that point, I was like, "Well, Wilson's crazy rich." But now I'm starting to wonder if that's just part of the devil deal he made with the dog. Yep. Terminator. Its name is Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> It wasn't Terminator until he made the pack with the devil dog. His name used to be Muffins. And then just mm-hmm. like... <laughs> I am no longer Muffins. I am Terminator now. My name in the lowest of the nine hells was Baruch Kazan. <laughs> 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 Roughly translated into your tongue, it is the one who terminates. <laughs> you may call me Ender. Well, Terminator's a popular movie. I think I'm calling Terminator. <laughs> that also works as long as you give me blood. Now bring me souls to Ren. <laughs> also, scratch behind my ear. I also like that still. And Bacon Strips. <laughs> this is this is a good headcanon lore of this book. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the book so gets Jack- scary. The book gets scarier and better when you do when you think it's a demon dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jack is embarrassed, or he's mad. He's like he just wants to. He just wants to fight, aka yeah. kiss uh, Wilson so hard. Yeah, and yeah. he runs away, and I think it's very sweet that Mia like is running after, like, no, please stay at my party. Mia seems to genuinely like Jack. He should he should be worried. Th- th- she's she is all in on the throuple. She wants both of them to fall in love so that they can f- complete their throuple. Yeah, uh, she's not very proactive about making the two of them fall in love, but she wants them to be around. Yes, like <laughs> she's like whatever you two do- are doing, that's great. <laughs> whatever, but I need both of you, or it doesn't work. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I thought this was interesting that, like, you know, Jack runs out. It's like, in my mind, it's just rainy. I don't think it was raining at the time, but he's just running through it. Like, kids are chasing after him. So he's like, oh, I'll go to the old Darby house. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yep. that abandoned house on, on Malibu that's definitely not been. Sure. There's there's probably unused real estate in California. I guess mm-hmm. that counts. Uh, mm-hmm. Don't really talk about the legend at all. It's not set up. It just goes into a Darby house or whatever it was called. Uh, yep. abandoned, falls through the floorboard. Falls through the floor. <laughs> is attacked by a horde of rats. That's the scariest part of the book, is when the real red-eyed rats yeah. show up and try to bite him. I, I just want to point out that uh, he did do something liter- literary here, where 
uh, he hits his lowest point in the basement. Oh my god, Kevin. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah. This is a good yeah. book. He hits... Right? <laughs> we read a good book today. <laughs> we read a good book. <laughs> <laughs> like, RL is giving himself at least three self-high fives over that. There's, uh-huh. a, there's a quote that I wrote down that comes up later that I was like, that's good stuff. I really wrote down, like, that was legit good stuff, RL. Great job. And we'll, I'll quote it in a little bit, because we're going to get there soon. Okay. I, th- I think I know... I, I wrote down a few, too. I think I know the, I think the you, one you're I think about. you wrote down the same line as me. Mm. Um, but he, of course he finds a, a magical chest in the basement. He opens it up Zelda 64 style. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finds a book. He can't read it because it's dark and rats are attacking holds, him. Holds up the book uh, N64 Zelda style. Uh-huh. And then the yeah. rats come at him. And then he uses it as a weapon to beat off <laughs> the rats instantly. <laughs> He, start, he is, immediately turns it into a, a weapon for himself. He uses his grimoire yeah. to beat them away. <laughs> this is, this meanwhile, is another... Meanwhile, he didn't see it, but in the shadows, Terminator the dog was also there just watching. Going Nodding. He's, Good. he's just chanting over the rats. Like, <laughs> <laughs> saying the chant. Hold on, what was bow. the chant in this book? Hold on. It's, uh, he's in the corner and he was whispering... Uh, Hishma Shasha Ram Sham. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a good incantation in this book. I mean, it was the same word just with different vowels, but it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, but they don't, they don't ever, you know. That's kind of a cool part of the mystery. I like that. There's no explanation where the book came from. There's not even like an author. It's not like written by the great Zambino or whatever. Right. It's just, <laughs> right. it's just a book called like Learning to Fly. And yeah, I was, I don't have you guys. I was picturing it kind of like that. Um. The book from Beetlejuice, like you know, uh, for the recently deceased or whatever. Yes, yeah. That like, like this seems like this was published by a full company. Like it's, it's not like it was like a manuscript written by a crazy person. This is a published book. It's demon, like, pu- it's demon published, but it was a demon vanity press. That's for sure. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's an extension of Penguin Books. Mm-hmm. I-, I pictured it as one of those like fifties and sixties like crafts for a rainy day style book. Yeah, uh, with, with, like, yeah. With like sort of the IKEA style uh, illustrate or the not the IKEA um, uh, like Fallout style like Pip Boy right. oh, illustrations sure. yeah. on how to fly, uh, yeah. And in, in a very millennial moment, he makes terrible bread. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> something we can all relate to now. He makes terrible bread. Yeah, I was. I kind. I wonder if anyone's made that recipe because it was like. Yeast because yeast rises. We're just like okay, RL. Jesus fucking Christ. He went uh, for it. And it's he okay. went for uh, it. Ten egg yolks. Ten egg. You need ten egg yolks for this one. A lot uh, of binder in this in this bread. Yeah, yeah. Seltzer water, like bubble. I guess because the bubbles. Yeah, seltzer yep. water, uh, flour, maple syrup. Maple syrup's part of it. My question is, why not the whites? Because that's the lighter of the two. Oh, like shit. I get, like I'm. I agree. Like egg yolks have much more flavor and are delicious, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. They're the fluff. The white's the fluff, and that's the stuff that rises again. If we're going uh, yeah. with, if we have a theme here, our you could make a meringue. You could make a meringue, and that that's got <laughs> air beaten into it. That'd be a, a, an egg white meringue would probably solve a lot of the textural issues he expressed. That's uh, true. <laughs> it needed some more sugar, and I think the maple syrup was a little underused. You need to uh-huh. sweeten it up. Uh huh. Yeah. So he makes it. <laughs> He he takes it home and makes it. The kids have stopped looking for him, I guess, right? You know. Yeah, he goes home with this book and he he's looking at it, right? And he he finds the instructions to fly. And in order to fly, mm-hmm. you need to do these certain stretches, right? 
mm-hmm. which he which he starts to do. And the two friends, Kevin, that you mentioned earlier, that were brought in, I think, essentially just to show that there are other kids in this school. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll call them Jenkins and the Mouth. Jenkins and the Mouth show up. <laughs> Jenkins in the, in the middle mouth. of watching Jack try to suck his own dick, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow, Jack, your parents are gone for I mean, for I just minutes. interpret that as, yeah, kids come over and they see Jack with his legs stuck over his head, unable to get out. Yeah. It's for tennis practice. They keep being like, what were you doing, Jack? <laughs> Jack. Tell us what you were doing. We're your friends. Don't worry that the mouth is here, and he's definitely going to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah. Talk to your friend Jenkins. <laughs> tell Jenkins. Jenkins will listen. <laughs> Jenkins will listen. So they, he, he, you have to do these contortions. You have to yep. do a set number of jumps in place, uh-huh. s- silly jumps in place. You have to read yep. the uh, cursed words that the dog, the demon dog Terminator was saying in the basement <laughs> secretly. <laughs> Uh, and then you have to bake this bread and yeah. eat it. The incantation yeah. before adding the ingredient is really interesting to me. I thought for sure that'd be like the last thing. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Because well, he so realizes what, there's a packet in the back of the book. He's like, well, what? so yeah, yeah, and that's and that's part of the concoction. You mix that with the bread. It turns it into a green gooey lump, and you eat that. Yep. Now, the thing is. He makes the stuff. His parents come home. He tries to hide it. Or no, no his parents don't come. Uh, his parents are coming home. He like rushes, and in his in his ignoring of the bread, briefly, Morty takes a bite out of it, and Morty yeah. begins to float in the air, <laughs> proving Morty- that all yeah. the shit that he did—the contortions yeah. and the and the jumps was- and the rap and and the wrapping, the demon wrapping <laughs> that he did was all. For not, and it was yep. all just a hazing ritual to make you look like a damn fool. Well, you got to sell the package, right? Like Tony Robbins knows if he just tells yes. you the one piece yeah. of advice. I don't, I don't even know what Tony Robbins fucking talks about. But if he just tells you the one piece of advice, he can't sell you a whole lecture. But if you put in multi yes. steps, then he can stretch out a whole like multi weekend visit. And Anyone can sell you a pack of flying yeast. You know, <laughs> it's true. It's like um, it's like uh, in in like the Betty Crocker stuff. They tell you to add an egg, yeah. But most of the most of the in, most of the recipes don't need an egg. What? They just what? need the box and water. What? So are you fucking? You don't need to add the egg. The egg just makes you feel like you're a big boy doing baker stuff. <laughs> you don't need that egg. You don't need the egg in a lot of Betty Crocker recipes. Save yourself now. an egg. Oh my god, yeah. Kevin! The amount of times as a kid where I was like, I don't have an egg, so I can't make these brownies right now. <laughs> I, oh, you can. I deprived myself of so much extra brownie. You just kind of need water in most of them. Damn. Damn. Yeah, they're pre-egged. <laughs> uh, yeah, the dog can just do it. Uh, uh, or he can just fly of his own. And maybe it's something with the simplicity of the dog. Or maybe, as Kevin, you said, it is an angel and already had the power of flight. And sure. It was, yeah. it was just, it was finally using it uh, <gasps> in a way to try and convince this kid to start flying or morty was like don't eat this because like it's dark it's demon magic yeah, it's so i'm magic. gonna eat it before you can so i can save your soul but it only got half of it in the bad in the bad angel that it is uh-huh jacob jacob told me i had to save your soul <laughs> <laughs> i'm not done with him jacob 
this is this is probably the one of the most terrifying things in the book is when is Morty yeah. just starts floating out an open window. There's always an open window. Yeah. Uh, yep. Starts floating out an open window and just is like a speck in the sky while Jack tries to frantically gobble down gross like mm-hmm. barf barf dough <laughs> and doing stretches on his yard as his dog floats away into space. And there's ten yep. raw eggs in this thing. Remember that. So that's ten oh chances God, of salmonella right, right there. He didn't bake it, right? Yeah, he no. just mixed it together. And uh, he, he, like, he has to learn, uh, like, trial by fire how to steer and move around, which answers like the the, the, the posing, the, right? Yeah, the posing. It answers the the you know the the dumb Superman question: How does Superman fly faster? Does he just like? clench his butt cheeks yeah, and like right put his push his hand more forward or like what's what's the throttle like how does he turn this, right. this like, seemed to be the version of oh it's like when you're skiing and it's pizza and french fries it seemed to be yes. uh, legs splayed out you slow down legs together yep. you yep. go fast exactly look look where you want to go and your body will go there. yeah that was crazy it's like if i just pointed i went that way and i was like yes that's, okay that's magic that's not even like you having the ability to fly. That's like some sort of extra external power, right? Again, magic words, magic dust. Yeah, so yes, you're right. It's magic. <laughs> so he flies, he flies, and he's having a great time. He eventually catches up. He does think that Morty is going to fly into the sun, which uh, he th- I think he forgot about all the space and uh, and lack of oxygen but between the sun and Earth, uh, which would have absorbed and frozen Morty well before he got to the oh, sun. Oh, poor dog. Poor dog. But he doesn't. He doesn't. He catches Morty. He gets. He catches up to him. And then he has a good fly. He has a good fly about, and he's having a great time. Yeah. And here's where I wrote a quote down that I just thought RL was just uh, was just really feeling it that day. He writes, as, as uh, Jake flies through the air, he says, Funny, I thought, gazing at the world from way up here should seem scary, but it isn't scary at all. In fact, it feels safer, calmer, not as confusing as when you're in it down below. Damn. See, I read that in a wizard people voice, like in a wizard people tier reader. <laughs> Let's hear it. You read it, Kevin. You read it. You read it. Uh, oh, uh, what what page is it on? I'll I'll just send you the I'll send you the words yeah, right keep, here. What's your best bread, okay. Neely? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Funny, Jacob thought. Fun- Funny, I thought. Gazing at the world from way up here should seem scary, <laughs> but it isn't scary at all. In fact, it feels safer, calmer, not as confusing as when you're in it down below. You're right. It's totally Brad Neal. It's the <laughs> some men are just men and some gods are just gods. Just gods. <laughs> His face is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was it, it that that passage struck me by surprise too, Paul, because it's poetic. It's a and, it's a great it's a great observation. Yeah, yeah. It, this this Jack is really, uh, despite being struck by you know this toxic masculinity, he's really he's really maturing for his age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we mention that he likes superheroes? That's kind of a big. Oh, oh yeah, he yeah. likes superheroes. He's really into superheroes. He likes. Yeah. Okay. That done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did like that the, one of the first w- one-ups early in the book was that Jack drew a superhero, and then what's his Wilson, name? Wilson, wrote, Wilson, Wilson drew five of them. Drew five called like Mia's Protectors yeah. or something. Like, or <laughs> Which whatever. is really creepy. That's super creepy. Yeah. There's a little bit like, uh, this is like insert fan art a little bit that the girls should mm-hmm. be like, 
red flags about. But whatever. I, I thought that was a funny, funny one up. But yeah, Jack Masters flying. Uh, he yep. he becomes a master in a day. Uh, brings his dog back, ties his dog down with a rock to the ground, uh, <laughs> which is right. just which is just a funny moment. Uh, yep. And then put that and then dog goes inside. By the way, sorry, just like put that dog indoors. Don't that dog's leave him not outside. safe. Yeah, that dog is not safe right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, and he and he goes inside and says goodnight to his parents and goes to sleep. And then the next day, uh, he hears outside of his window uh, Mia and Wilson uh, skating. They're roller skating and. And uh, Wilson's doing trick jumps off of his uh, off of his <laughs> ramp that he built. A, yeah, he built a half pipe. Of his little half pipe. Uh-huh. And yeah. then, so Jack is like, oh, I'll show them. And he's like, hey, guys, check out this. And he jumps <laughs> out of his bedroom window and falls into the bushes. <laughs> Holy shit. It's great. It's a great. That's go- comedy. It's a great goof. It's a great, yeah. hilarious goof. I did it for you, Mia. It's all for you. It's he all says for you, as he Mia. Jumps, as he jumps out the window. Smash! In my in my head, the window was closed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. He smashed through the window. Uh, by the way, like just in terms of pacing, this is like a third or halfway through the book. This one moves, I think, incredibly fast for a goosebump. Like, like in terms of the general conceit, right? Like, it, it escalates too. Yeah. Like the weird part about this story is like it doesn't feel like there's well okay so it de-escalates in the next cut cu- in the next couple of in the next chapter because it's like it was raining for a couple days uh-huh. <laughs> i had i had to write an essay like he has to do all this boring shit yeah he's <laughs> like I'd, I'd help my parents clean the garage yeah he just and- lives his normal ass life for a little bit uh-huh and he hid and by the way he hid the book in a mattress in the garage yes which yeah. is i think important only in that he's like my dad likes to collect a lot of things and he, but i stored the yeah. book in a in a ripped up mattress, like, I don't know if your dad likes to collect things as much as he's a hoarder, but that's fine. You go mm-hmm. ahead and mom, mom must be like a dentist or something that's pulling in the Yeah, you're right. I yeah, don't who's, see. Who's supporting this California yeah, lifestyle? They're li- <laughs> living in Malibu, collecting shit. Yeah, and, 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 and like having a, a house big enough to have a garage full of beds and pool yeah. ladders and shit like that yeah a, a dog a, I got a dog it. No, not now honey you gotta drive up to calabasas and see a monkey who can ride a bike I, it's gonna it's gonna pick our money in someday it's our trade coming into the station calabasas this guy lives in la <laughs> yeah he so so really it's just boring for a while and then uh jack Jack is like, Wilson, you and I, we're going to race, and I'm going to show you guys something cool. And yep. they race. He go, he flies. He jumps off the, literally jumps off of the starting line, flies into the air, and is ex- exuberant, is just, is you know, just flying, just joyful, and Mia's cheering for him. Oh, my God. And then he looks back to see what Wilson's doing in this time, and Wilson's fucking flying. Yeah. 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 That was insane. Yeah. That blew my brain that Wilson could. I I I went what? It wasn't a big what, but I was it was a little. Yeah, I was like, what? It's like you're not going to give this kid anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Wilson saw uh, Jack flying on his first flight uh, and kept his fucking cool mm-hmm. because this kid knows about demon magic. Uh huh. And he apparently observed Jack. With the book, went in, stole the book, did the ritual, put the book back, mm-hmm. <laughs> just to fucking 
fuck up Jack's entire life. Yeah, and also he waited. Like, Wilson seemed to wait until Jack played his hand. Yes. Just so Wilson could go, nuh-uh, I could do it too. Like, such pettiness can only be achieved by a jilted lover. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they they have this, they have their fly-off, and and then Wilson leaves to go fly some more, (laughs) assumedly. I can only assume that he he goes to fly more. From here, things like escalate really fast. Yeah. They do a they they have a race in front of the whole school where they both fly, and yeah. the school goes uh, fucking bonkers. Yeah, like teachers, yeah. like parents see this, and yeah, and like even the parents, like Jack's parents, afterward are like, "Hey, we heard what you did at school. You could you can fly." Like like this is. The level the Goosebump book has never done, I think, other than the reveals of, like, you know, the whole town is ghosts or whatever. The, the best yeah. part about this book is it's so crazy, but the yeah. but it's not crazy in relation to the rest of the book. It's crazy to our reality because the yeah. rest mm-hmm. of the world relishes the insanity that is happening here. Uh-huh. And yep. and his dad uh, is like, he, you think you think he's going to ground him for flying, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... He's like, no, you're my great act. You're my uh-huh. white whale. You're who are you, I've been looking for you, son. And now, <laughs> and now I value you because I can make money off of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna take you to a car dealership. I'm gonna get you a big, a little peek into probably how his dad is not that successful. <laughs> exactly. The big, gig, the big gig he lines up is at Marv's. Uh, Marv's Motors or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like we're unveiling a new car. Now see the flying boy. I was like going to say, they're unveiling a new car, the Silverhawk, which is apparently a Malibu Marv proprietary car that only is sold at <laughs> Malibu Marv. It's like a DeLorean thing where yeah. this bad man just made his own line of cars. <sighs> yeah, and they 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 have this uh, they have this car dealership show. He flies at the car dealership show. His mom... Uh, when she's not uh, working at her MD practice, uh, is uh, makes him a, a superhero outfit because she actually loves her son and pays attention to what he likes, uh, yep. and and makes him a cool outfit and he flies around and uh, and then the army shows up. Yeah, yeah, the army is like, surprise, we're here to steal your blood so you can fight Al Qaeda. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So they even say like we could use you as. As yes. a secret weapon against like foreign powers. The mili- the military man says the quiet part loud and says perhaps yeah. as a secret weapon against our enemies. You save that until you have him uh-huh. lured in. Military yeah, once he's person. in Weapon X, then you start telling him what he's gonna who he's gonna kill. Yes. You say it's to defend America or to make it great again. <laughs> Don't do the attack <laughs> the attack the enemy's part out loud. I I've got everyone else in their khakis looked over at that guy and feel like, we're like, God damn it, Jerry. <laughs> yet wait till we like we gotta indoctrinate him a little bit more sorry uh, it's jerry's first week <laughs> jerry's just ready to just like you know drop some bombs on people have you ever flown while firing an m16 son <laughs> <laughs> what's the kickback that you can control when you're flying uh <laughs> um i just also think to, to your point paul i had the same thing I'm like i don't think dad's a good agent because while he is getting his son what is usually seen as the downfall of your career yes. doing local auto auto appearances, right? By Grap Thor's hammer, what a savings from <laughs> yeah. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Uh, like, 
Meanwhile, Wilson has a TV show already. His yeah. own TV show with his name in it. Yeah. And like a, yeah. a superhero suit and everything, right? They don't really say what he's doing, but I'm assuming he's just like flying it's, by it's burning like, buildings. Let, let's be real. It's a reality show. It's no all aboard, okay? It's not we're close to <laughs> yeah. But it is but it but it's still a show with his name in it. True. Uh and while uh while Jack is in the spotlight, he suddenly can't like go to school, hang out with Mia or uh, the Mouth or Jenkins. <laughs> like he, he's he's cut off. He's isolated. He, he can't go outside without being mobbed by fans who they want they want him to dance for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it, it it it's ruining his life, and he hates the fame, and he's just sort of regretting his entire situation. Yeah. He, he hates this curse that. Of being special, yes, yeah. Finally, being special, but but the problem is, you could. It, this is an allegory. There's always going to be someone better than you, right? Yeah. Well, comparison oh, yes. comparison is the theft of joy, right? Yes. So he's like, yes. he's not enjoying mm. that he can fly, even though the, the rest of the world like he is still focused on how Wilson is even more popular and famous and has all of this attention. Mm-hmm. If like we went back in time yeah. and told the twelve year old versions of ourselves what we do. Like they like write write for cartoons, write like fantasy shows, uh, make like play D and D on, on like uh, a a thing that people listen to. I make video games. Like if we told our like twelve year old selves that, they'd be like, "Wow, you must be happy all the time." <laughs> <laughs> hey, twelve year old Paul, you're reading a Goosebumps book. You're gonna do that for a job one day. <laughs> Dude, this is a this is a real episode. This is and then, this is a real book, and, and it's creating a real episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then they'd be like, "Wow, you can go to the store and buy Betty Crocker products anytime you want, and just make yourself a cake." And we're like, "Well, we can, but we shouldn't because there's a global pandemic right now." Uh huh. Oh wait. Also, yeah. Let me tell you about the global pandemic. You're gonna watch out for that. <laughs> Here's how you're gonna want to short the market. <laughs> Hydrocloxazine or whatever, get a bunch of stock in that around February. <laughs> Tell them nothing else, right? Tell them nothing else about anything else happens over the last twenty years. I'm, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to break everyone down. <laughs> no, Rev, I'm having no, a great time good. talking to twelve year old me. But it's such like a harsh like lesson that RL is teaching the kids, and I think one that's more relevant now in in a Gen Gen Z is said to value fame almost like more than stability. Yeah, like it's it might they aren't exactly kids right now, but like this is still like a pretty good lesson about like yeah, being popular can be pretty terrible, Mm, and like oh boo hoo poor popular people. Again, again, I think it might be a little bit of RL at a certain part of his career when he wrote this is yeah. reflecting on some stuff. This is his Johnny Cash uh, cover of Hurt, right? Like, yeah. This is his, yeah. <laughs> look, look at, this is my empire of dirt. And he's just like looking mm-hmm. around, just like, oh, all this fame. I just want to go back home to Oregon or whatever it is. I just wanna, he's from Ohio and he wants to write Ohio. his joke books in Ohio right now. <laughs> <laughs> I miss writing my toilet joke books. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, no, you're right. Jack Jack is incredibly, like, incredibly mature as he's seen. What I think is our, our big, you know, act three is 
is Wilson returns from, you know, Hollywood fame mm-hmm. to say, we have set up a giant event that we are going to race one more time yeah. for a million dollars? Yeah. A million dollars. A million dollars. And the two billion people Two billion people are going to watch, yeah. Uh, not even on the level of the Truman Show fiction where everyone was watching the finale. Uh, two, no. uh, what, a third of the planet will be yes. watching this race. Yes. Yeah, there's like a there's like kind of a funny kid line where uh, he says two billion people will be watching, and he says, "Wow, the whole world." It's like <laughs> quite quite a bit of the world. Yeah, quite a bit of will it will be watching. Uh, but that's that's you, nuts that there's this big uh, the big final race, uh, and and that's when the crowd is swarming Jack even more. Oh, he like yeah. he loses his mom and dad in the crowd mm-hmm. again. Terrible agent dad. Terrible. The, the cops have to pull him out of a sea of grasping yes. arms, just grabbing at him <laughs> as he's drowning in like the the elbow fat of a million like sweaty fans. <laughs> That's also, it's like, you know, the kid from that flying car commercial. I'm like, has he done nothing else? Has he done, has his dad got him no other gigs besides this race and and the car commercial? Mm-hmm. And, and he, he looks over at Wilson and he's like, Wilson is loving this. Wilson Schlamm, who could find love nowhere, finally has the love of all. <laughs> but, he, but he doesn't have the love of the one he wants. No. No. But I think this is where Wilson moves past jack mm-hmm. i think this is i think this is where they truly say goodbye because as as jack uh hears the start gun and he lifts his arms up and begins to you know try and get away from the earth he finds he cannot fly mm. or so we think. <laughs> <laughs> but we like we time has passed right and wilson yeah i think they say wilson's just like out with a show and yeah. doing celebrity appearances. He's not even in school anymore. No. He's like, he's yeah. he's moved on to the flying life. Oh, the yeah. Flying he, life he, is yeah. All. he doesn't have time to hang out with him anymore. Yeah. He's dating Ariana Grande. It's mm-hmm. just like yeah. his whole life has changed. Yep. And uh, meanwhile, Jack returns to a normal life. He still gets to hang out with Mia. He still gets to hang out. Well, although Mia is probably less interested now that it's sort of like a, you know. Now it's a traditional, a traditional couple's. Yeah. The luster gone off of Jack now that yeah. you know one the one boy who could fly is not in their lives anymore. She liked yeah. the she liked the tension of the tr- of the thr- of the thruple. That was uh huh. The game is gone. Yeah. It's like now I'm yeah. playing. I'm having the mouth and Ray fight over me or something <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> the, the mouth and Jenkins. Well, they don't. Jenkins. Neither of them are. They don't fit into the thruple. Though. That's the no. Problem. You're right. And that's kind of the book. <laughs> yeah. Well, except I mean, you. I think you. You said you said it, Kevin. But if in case it wasn't clear, it's revealed that Jack still can fly. He just lied in front of camp. He he threw away. He threw yeah. away fame, power, and riches. Yeah. Yeah. He 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 pulled a real comic book move actually to when your your power is exposed to subvert the public expectations of Peter Parker can't be Spider-Man because Spider-Man's right over there or what you know whatever mm-hmm. like so that he can have a quiet life of flying sometimes over Malibu but he doesn't tell anyone anyone I mean yeah he he says he, he he does fly at night like just to feel the rush again he flies for himself yeah. which mm-hmm. is a nice little That's message nice. Um, but you know one day Wilson's going to catch a Hellfire missile over Fallujah or something like that. <laughs> and, and Jack is going to have mountains of student loan debt. 
And he's gonna and he's gonna be like, maybe I should give the army. <laughs> oh my god! What, what if it's like a helicopter lands and they're like, Wilson was captured. <laughs> you're the only you're you're the only one that can get him out, Jack. You're the only one who can get him. Uh, we we know. But we, I just started my music career. I don't have time for this. <laughs> oh god! He flies in. He flies into the to the the bunker and like rescues Wilson, and they just embrace. They dun, just like. Dun, 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 dun. this was a this was a great this was a great book this was a great book i i i'll say that it's not scary and that was my problem with it there's like no scares in it but yeah this one has the most i this one he we read that quote recently about him saying that there's no subtext but this one is all subtext yes this is this one is all what it's like to be a middling artist which i feel in my bones <laughs> yes. sometimes where it's like it, i don't even think it's what it's like to be a middling artist i think it's, I think it's what it's like to be an artist at all because yeah. you're always comparing yourself to someone else someone's always more successful than you someone's always hotter than you yep. uh and if you don't think that then you're a, a sociopath with no problems like mm-hmm. yeah uh not that everyone needs to think that they're shit in order to be good i'm just saying like if you don't occasionally have like these worries that you're not good it's common to have worries that you're not good yeah it's also it's also interestingly like they don't i I was kind of expecting for even almost like a not a darker turn but like for them to really dig into wilson at the end where like wilson's miserable he doesn't seem miserable it seems like he's like miss you know he he has friends anymore but he's like everybody kind of gets what they want and that's like really loyal to these character types like Everyone apart from well, like our two major characters grow and change. Like Wilson grows out of showing up Jack. Like he just kind of grows into this new celebrity status like he was kind of meant for. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a that's kind of a good scenario for him. That's a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack is like, you know, I don't have to be the best. I just have to do what's right for me. Like I I I have to fly when I need to fly. I have to draw these superheroes because they're screaming from the pit of my soul. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I, I have to I have to make this weird shit, and the only way I'm gonna love doing it is if I'm not constantly comparing myself to other things, which is a good lesson. Yeah. Also, I defeated Terminator. I killed Terminator, and his <laughs> demon soul went back to hell. Yeah. Also, the part they left out is that he did pick up Terminator one night and flew him out <laughs> over the ocean and dropped him. <laughs> <laughs> he dropped him over the Marianas Trench. Just, yeah. just to make sure. I buried him deep. I, I, I really did enjoy this ending for it being that kind of like you, like you said, Kevin. It, it characters mostly get whatever they want. But as we already mentioned, that since Mia's kind of a non-character, I, I yeah. wouldn't have minded. She like, gets to be his girlfriend. Well, yeah, yeah, I know, right? They don't even. I, I wouldn't have minded at least if you're going to do the thing where like, well, Mia gets Jack, lucky her. At least like. Another reveal of like, hey, you know how I said my dad threw out the mattress with the book and the ingredients in it? Yeah. I actually kept the packet and me and I can fly now. Or what? Like, just like Mia gets to fly too. Whatever. You know, here's the, here's how, here's how I did it. Uh, before the mattress was thrown out, or like the last scene is Mia in a junkyard, rip and a pile <laughs> of ripped up mattresses. And, and like, she's covered in like grime uh-huh. and shit. Asbestos. And she's just, and she's got like uh, a, like a fucking Bowie knife and she's just stabbing through every mattress when like the knife finally clunk hits something. And she's like, aw, yeah, motherfucker. And then like ACDC starts playing as she lifts <laughs> the book up. 
<laughs> yeah, Reggie's machine kicks in as she flies off to the camera. I was gonna say she she's done enough Betty, Betty Crocker. She does. She knows you don't need the egg. She just pours the packet right into her mouth. Uh huh. Yes. And she gets pure flying powers. <laughs> she she pours she pours the packet right into her mouth as like her eyes turn blue and she starts levitating and then all the trash around her oh starts god. levitating. Oh my god, this is cooler than Chronicle. I love it. And then it goes thunderstruck. <laughs> <laughs> and lightning strikes credits oh my god what a fucking good ending to that book man yeah i can't wait for uh i can't wait for goosebumps the movie three where they do an uh, avengers endgame moment and we hear on your left and fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking jack scoots up with his fucking floating dog jack jack and floating morty show up and just like power punch slappy in his ultimate yeah. form Slappy Thanos, I love it. I, guys, I think that's like that's a good way to wrap it up there. Unless any other final yeah. thoughts about this no, book? No, that's that's that book stands on its own. That book stands above and beyond many other Goosebumps books. It flies above. I would tell a child to read this book. Yeah, I would yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that. No it's other, though, no other Goosebumps books. Just this one. This one's good for you, kid. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe the Dr. Eek, uh, choose your own adventure. Okay. That one's just, that one's just weird. Okay. That was pretty bonkers. Yeah. Maybe Monster Blood just deny eat foreign substances just as they like, you know, uh, don't go underneath this, the sink and drink anything under there. It's dangerous. There's good stickers on there. You can, you can find more about what we recommend to, uh, children in our new series, new podcast, uh, Goosebuds Kids. We do swear just as much, but they're gonna learn. They're gonna learn eventually. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like if the if the Wiggles just dropped f bombs all the time. You know how kids love to sit and listen to a podcast. Thirty year old. You know how kids have commutes every day. <laughs> they gotta get in that plastic red car with the yellow top. <laughs> And it's either NPR or this, so what else are they going to listen to? <laughs> they hop in with their friend, and their friend tells them to pass them the ox, and they put on Goosebuds Kids. <laughs> <laughs> they, flick a, they flick a lollipop out the window, and they're like, ah, another day. Oh, God, this fucking traffic. Close the lane! Close the lane! <laughs> Zipper! Zipper, everybody! <laughs> Uh, speaking of speaking of new podcasts, uh, Kevin, you got a new one. You want to give a shot? I do. Uh, I have a new podcast. Um, it's on my Patreon right now, um, and it's called Heart Cannon. It's a show where I talk to my friends about the stuff they like, having researched the stuff myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been really fun for me to learn new, uh, new like l- learn about new movies and learn about what my friends like and really appreciate stuff by having like a really nice conversation uh paul is on the first two episodes yep. uh and we talk about stand by me mm-hmm. the, the the classic film yes and uh the art house adam sandler film punch drunk love which i haven't stopped thinking about for like two months wow <laughs> it's a good one it's it's a great one it's no big daddy but it's pretty good big daddy is big Chad, you joke, Chad, you joke, but Big Daddy's the movie that made Paul Thomas Anderson decide to make that movie with Adam Sandler. I swear <laughs> to God, he's, he's written, he's, I've I, read it. I an, believe an that. He saw yeah. that as like, I love how he's talking to the kid who likes eating ketchup. I, I mm-hmm. want to put him in. <laughs> Chad, if you haven't watched Punch Drunk Love, it's like 
really good. <laughs> I've heard, you know, it's weird. It's one of those ones where I've always wanted to watch it, and I don't know if I'm just, I'm just never in the right mindset. But what would you guys recommend? Mm-hmm. Like, what mental state should I be in to watch Punch Drunk Love? Well, before we answer that, I do cover that in the podcast, oh, which yeah. is available at givekevinmoney.com <laughs> just for a dollar. <laughs> That's a real URL. It is a real URL, and and Chad, you should really go there yeah. and listen to the episode. Yeah, give givekevinmoney.com will redirect you to my Patreon. I will. I, sh- I actually yeah. I am also a, a Patreon supporter, so I will listen to that episode. Um, but but just so I don't blue ball everyone, uh, it is a it is a movie about a very awkward person that you are incredibly close to for the entire movie. So, uh, to like watching the movie can be uncomfortable, but it's for a reason and it's worth okay. it. Okay, yeah, I get into that. You'll dig it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Kevin, what besides your other stuff? Besides uh, GiveKevinMoney.com, um, is there anything else they should be checking out? Uh, well, I do a lot through GiveKevinMoney.com, a, a, a real URL that you can visit. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm about to finish up my year of games. Uh, I've made a game every month this year, so I've made 10 games so far. And uh, this month I'm, I'm making game number 11. Which uh, I don't know. That one will be uh, determined by the suggestions of my Patreon uh, patrons. And uh, we just wrapped up um, uh, season three of Pretend Friends a month or so ago. Congratulations once again. Thank you. I I edit uh, I edit a lovely podcast called uh, Goosebuds. And my uh, my tabletop RPG book, Space Kings, is coming out soon. You can learn more about that at spacekings.space. Is there any way to... I, this is a good question to ask. Is there any way, if you didn't uh, back it when it was having this campaign, is there any way to like chip in now? Uh, there is no way to chip in right now, but spacekings.space will direct you to a Google form where you can submit your email and you'll get an email when Space Kings is available or when the physical book is available. You get to customize when you get an email. I haven't sent any emails out yet, so it's not. I'm not going to spam you. It's just if you want to know when the thing's out, uh, sign up at spacekings.space, and I'll send you an email. You will have your chance to buy it. Yeah, maybe you're, yeah. when you're listening to this now in the future, maybe it's out. Go check it out. Yeah, that's awesome, Kevin. Thank you so much for for joining us. And Kevin, to, thank uh, you to be here with us in full in full reality person, as opposed to listening to our edit levels just going like jesus christ guys my fucking God. <laughs> how am i gonna make these idiots sound smart this week shit okay what well, how do i how do i put a little air freshener on this <laughs> <laughs> thanks kevin thank you thank you guys for uh, making podcasts that are incredibly easy to edit because you guys are really funny oh thanks man I love you guys both. Uh, I'll see you soon. Love you guys. You're both my Wilsons. I love you so much. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. We want to thank our loving and wonderful patrons. We're opening up the Book of Names, which is really heavy this month because last month it was very filled with dark energy protecting you from demons, from from mischievous demons. Uh, A Patreon benefit that we don't often advertise, but is absolutely true and real and you get it. All right, here we go. We'd like to thank Alice Hornby, Stefan Jive Turkey Kuwabara, Michael McDowell, 
Cameron Murphy Audio, Josh Robertson, David Cron, Nick Hinkle, Mickey C, Clayton C, Nathan Dolezal, Buddy Morrill, Mike Lanteri, Mel Dipson, Alicade, Jim Greaves, Not Too Pearl Henderson, Joshua Lopez, Jared Mason, Afshin, Zankeith, Aaron T. Strunk, Danky McStanky, Brian Wells, Victor, Stealth Bates, Zentacles, Joseph Miranda, Becca McWilliams, Scott Colopy, Patrick Reynolds, Third Sergio, Robert Moon, John Keady, Jason Crooker, Miguel Pardo, Clay Castle, Jonas Splatterman, Christina Doling, Matt the Half Court Warlock Bachelor, Calf, Sniggy, Matthew Plains Strange and Horrormobiles. Did you know I'm looking forward to that John Candy Steve Martino up in November? Come on. Maddie, Reinfected, Gregory D. Warren, Ishak Arafin, Mikey Jello, Alan Saylor, Chosen One. Sam Hash, Rich Hilborn, Cody Redfield, Aiden Alexander Dice, Bradford Coulter, Two in the Slink, One Also in the Slink, All Three in the Slink Then, Dylan Vaughn, Justin Wagman, Joshua Jacobwitz, Trans Rights, Paul Grasso, Cardboard Walk, Joe, remember to save early and often. Scott, thank you again, Joe. Leviathan. The John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Low Belly, Hate Me. Taylor Dears. Rug. Up and Champ. Alicia Grape. Jonas Ingman. Trent Davis. Trendy Moron. Brock Graham. Moloyster. Spooky. Anthony Kuabara. Carl. Elusive Koala. Joe Gorman. Yanni Markovina. Blake Alvarez. Vincent Modica. Connor Church. Heath Robinson. Luke Noodles. Hugh Bolin. Space Tiger. Joe. Zambambino. Corey Shelley. Brooke X. Christian Vanskever. Jesus Christ. Brian Hobgood. Jeremy Lowe. Jake Young. Slumlord Onion. Valhalla Black. Jordan Lockwood. Patreon underscore donator, yo. Foolish for Deborah. Nathan Remick. Joe Spooky Digital Ghost Tierney. Tom Witham. Devaldi. Reed Steubendike. John the Howling Eye Duda. Andrew, fingers crossed for a vaccine by Slinksmiths. Slinkmiths? Jadzik. Don't even know my own creature that I made up. Nicholas Johnson. Joey Evans. Lord Cornwallis. Elizabeth Steenweg. Eric England. Andrew Evans. Cardamom Burkambino. Daddy's Happy Apple Boy. In my mind, that's Chad. That's just Chad. That's who Chad is. Carewise Gamgee. Cameron Hansen. Swag Bumps. Nightmare at Camp Yellow Squire. Straightforward, non-funny name for Dom. Just Garrett. Generally depressing. Goon Cahoots. Dylan McCann. Etonomore. Sness Chalmers. Yeah, said it the wrong way. Buffcat. Yeah, yeah. Sean Minogue. Wiggle it. Glenn. Dan. John Pigeon Hat Barber. Boz Gerritsen. Chris Pittman. Chip Handsome. I have read that name before, but it's always great. R.L. Slink. Jared Canuti. Zach Bush. Jared Nudie. Matt McKellen. Stinklitch. Egg Baby. Dr. Worm. J.R. Chip. The Voyant Claire. Jonas Evan Voldson. Calamity Carl. Ben Bohan. Germ Juice. Alex Moon, the Robot Dog. Nick Johnson. Sarah Kemp. Ose. Tanya Turtle. Chili Dish Gambino. Stephen Day. Bad Vibes Jr. Brett. Kate and Franklin. Both of them. Daniel Hirschberger. Ryan Carroll. Sadie Kitson. Jeremy Bowser. Adam Yagoofed. Juan Jalapena. Megan McCormick Mason. Muscles Bear. S. Ninja Breadman. Wacky Username. Hoodlemon. Manuel Avilas. Keith Alcrow. Dakota Campion. Chris, Keeper of the Mastosphere. <laughs> Nelson. I would love. I do want to know what the Mastosphere is, but I'm not sure I'm going to be happy when I find out. Timothy Misselduakis. 
Please let me know if I'm saying your name right. Natas. Wait, that's Satan backwards. Oh my God. Hi, Satan. Welcome. Clay McCarty. That little old moi pretty freak. Matthew Stevens. Parker Lee. Russell Gore. Jimmy Soul. Wade Norcross. The underscore venomous underscore viper. Hamboat. Wunderskin. Ashley W. Taylor Shedden. Raymond Hernandez. Flemily. The Crow Fence. Matthew Sutton. Jordan Slamsey. Elliot Thompson III. Comfy System. Nicholas Butler. Patrick Murphy. Jeffrey Owen Cawhee. Kelly the Barbarian. Who's Ryan? Kelsey Kinnamon. Peanutburg. Cod Salmon. Russell Casper. Xavier Jimenez. Dr. Chocula. Brendan Arafin. Liam Neeson's though. Chris Putricus. Also, please let me know if we're saying your name right. Sunset Streak. John W. Meet Virginia. M-E-A-T. Virginia. Very important. Adam G. Michael Mello. Adam Muth. Dungeon Kappa. Robert Allen Cook Third. The Shrekonomicon. MC Hamster. Zach Ware. Tamjid Munner. Please let us know if you're saying your name right. It's a rarely cool name. Ashley Northup. Mike Spaghetti Jones. Redemption. Read Redemption. Welcome new patron, George Michael Wham. Or maybe that's... George Michael from Wham. Either way, big fan. Welcome new patron, Michael Kupka. Welcome new patron, Christopher Dowie. And I've got some new patrons here, Tobias Clark and Julian Lamendia. I hope the demons didn't get you last month before you were protected by the Book of Names. If they did, please don't be demons hiding under the guise of being new patrons and then demonizing all of us. Please don't do that. That would be me. I'm very demon-like of you. We love you all so very much. This, uh, this season's Season's been a tough one. We really appreciate uh, interacting with you all, seeing you on the Discord, talking to you on Twitter, on the Patreon. Take care of each other, guys. We love you. Bye. Thanks, everyone. We love you. Bye-bye. Flypaper. The work of the people. Owned by the people. Supported by the people. Visit flypaper.fm.